Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 98 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost, the best web hosting. For just $3.95 a month, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting platform by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost's trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash episode 98 and click the picture for more information. The Socially Supportive Podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Manic Monday. How'd you like that episode on Friday, episode 97, about boosting agent confidence? I hope that you had a chance to think about that over the weekend and think about different ways that you can dive in there and help your agents become more confident so that your customers will become more confident. If you missed that episode, go ahead and press pause and head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash episode 97 to pick that up. We'll be here when you get back. So just a couple of announcements before we get started today. In case you haven't heard, my new book is coming out soon. It's called What Customers Want. And I'm really excited to share the information with you. I think you're going to find it very informational, very valuable in terms of an overarching paradigm of how you should be thinking about treating your customers what it is that they want from you, and how that will inform your digital and social customer care program going forward. And I will tell you that if you're a member of the social pack, you don't have to worry because a sneak peek of this is coming into your email box automatically because you get information first. And if you have not yet joined the social pack, don't worry, you still have a little bit before that book arrives in email boxes. So Just head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the link to sign up for the social pack right there on the front page. And the second announcement is that I've extended my free 30-minute coaching sessions through the end of January because I was busy in December, you were out of the office in December, and I wanted to make sure that you were able to take advantage of these sessions while they're still free. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com, click that orange button, and sign up for your time slot while they're still available because I want to be able to make sure that I can help you with your digital and social customer support strategy. Okay, let's get into today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Albert Einstein who said, strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. And our book of the day is titled Message Me, The Future of Customer Service in the Era of Social Messaging and Artificial Intelligence by Joshua March. Now, 
I love it when you are on the leading edge of information, and this is so leading edge in this book, it's not even available yet. So when you click the link from the sociallysupportive.com slash episode 98 page, it's going to take you to a sign up page where you can be alerted as soon as this book is available. Also, if you follow Joshua March on LinkedIn, then you'll be able to see when he's got excerpts that are coming out of the book. And if you've already followed him and you've read the excerpts that are out so far, they are good. So make sure that you go and sign up to be notified when this book is available. Okay, let's get into today's topic. Today, we are talking about measuring chatbot success. As you heard on episode 85, my 2018 predictions for digital customer care include three critical actions we need to take in 2018. We need to scale, we need to measure, and we need to innovate. The reason we need to scale, measure, and innovate is because a large portion of wallet share is moving from the baby boomer generation over to the millennials to the tune of $30 trillion over the next 10 to 20 years. You can hear more about that on episode 64, Tech for Millennials. I also shared with you on episode 95, Trends That Will Take Over 2018, that Alex York shared Facebook Messenger holds over 100,000 chatbots. So you can see where chatbots are going to be huge in 2018. They've been coming for a while and it's just going to keep getting bigger. So today, because of that, we're going to talk about measuring chatbot success. This information is informed by a couple articles written by Ikler Koksal, who is the CEO and co-founder of Bot Analytics, which is a conversational analytics and engagement tool company. First, I want to share some stats with you so we can understand how these bots are functioning today. And these stats were published in VentureBeat's article titled, These are the most important chatbot metrics to track that Ikler Koksal wrote. And these are just some stats from a survey that they did at Bot Analytics of different bots that they've got there. And you can get more information by going over to the show notes, sociallysupportive.com slash episode 98 and clicking through to get to the original articles. Because obviously, I'm not covering everything. We're just covering things that are relevant to digital and social customer support. So the first stat that I found interesting is that 92% of the bots that they studied were responding quickly. He didn't define what quickly was, but this is helpful because we've got the majority of the bots that are out there are, as you would expect, coming through very quickly with a response. Then he says that 57% of bots welcome users with onboarding steps. I think this is important because that helps you understand what other bots are doing and what customers might be used to in the way that bots are primarily functioning today. So there's some sort of onboarding steps that are given to users as they're going into these chatbot experiences. Then he lists that 20% of these bots are successfully engaging with customers. That seems like still a low number to me. So you may want to take that into consideration as you're going out and thinking about chatbots and you're deciding which 
process flows you want to engage in with a chatbot experience, make sure you understand that out there in the world, the successfully engaging metric is still trending only at 20%. And then he also lists that 29% of bots that are out there in his survey understand customer typed comments. This to me makes me wonder, do we have a lot of bots out there that are functioning where there are only a series of choices given to customers rather than customers being able to type freeform sentences? That's what it seems like we're saying here. And he also says that 16% of the bots that he studied are responding to user feelings. This is interesting. Something to consider if customers are showing signs of anger or frustration, need to be making sure that you are taking that into consideration as you're programming your bots. If you've got words that are coming up that show anger and frustration, make sure that you're putting answers in there that are empathetic in those situations. It's something to think about because he notes only 16% of the bots that he saw were responding to user feelings. And last stat that I'll share with you from that article says 64% of bots give error messages when problems occur. That's something to really think about because I'm a big proponent of making sure that if you have a bot that you are very upfront about the fact that this is a bot that someone's engaging with and that you have some sort of exit strategy the customer is clearly aware of some phrase or some action they can take that if they're in this loop with a bot that's not working for them, there's some way that they can exit that experience and make sure that they can get back to a live agent because otherwise they feel like they're trapped in this bot experience. And once you get a customer feeling like they're trapped in an experience, they don't want to go back to it. So you don't want to give customers that bad experience, especially so early on with the bots. So after these analytics, here are five metrics that Ilker recommends from business.com's article titled Five Key Metrics for Measuring Chatbot Success that they posted July 5th of 17. The first of five metrics are engagement, retention, and reach. So reach is defined as how many people have used the bot. This to me makes me think, did you pick the right flow? Did you pick something that's very common, something that is going to get you a lot of bang for your buck? I like to recommend that the most common use cases that are also at the same time very simple for you to execute on may be something from your website. One of the examples I use a lot is if you have an overweight bag and you're at the airport and you go and you're chatting with this bot and you want to know what the fee is for your overweight bag, what the weight limit is for a bag to become overweight, for example. When you're wanting this information, that could potentially be something that's really great for a bot great for the customer because they don't have to be searching through your website. And it's great for the bot because it should be a piece of data that's easy for the bot to go out, grab, and then give back to the customer very quickly while the customer is traveling. So that should be one of your great use cases. Recommend that you look on your website for those easy and simple cases to start out with. And also, if reach is low, if you don't have a lot of reach with this use case, 
Maybe it's time to look for a different use case that can do more work for you as you're investing in these bots. Another part of that is the active users. These are users who are reading what the bot is writing. Remember to be open, like I said, about the fact that the customers are engaging with a bot and give customers that exit path so that if that's not where they want to be and they're not ready to have that experience with a bot, let them get out of there and get to an agent. That way, if they know they can easily get out next time, they might have more time. They might feel a little more brave where they want to go in and understand what it's like to use that bot. He also talks about in that first one, engaged users, which means users that are answering back. And what I would recommend that you look for there is, how is that working? Do the customers seem responsive? How are they working back and forth with the agent? What's their tone like? Do they seem frustrated and aggravated? Or do they seem curious about the bot? Maybe they even ask silly questions of the bot just to see what it will say. When I was researching for this episode, I saw that there are celebrity bots that are out there answering customers and that the celebrity bots, yes, celebrity bots, and that celebrity bots are asked an awful lot if they're single and if they will marry whoever the person is that's engaging with the celebrity bot. Seems to me like these are probably questions that you're asking just to see what the bot will say. So the second of five metrics that Ilka recommends is top users and phrases. Great opportunity to dig into the demographic data of customers who are using the bot. How are they phrasing things? Are they using the same terminology that you're using? For example, maybe all of your articles are titled customer care. Maybe your customers are calling it customer support or customer service. Is there an opportunity for you to do some sort of different titling with what you're doing to make things easier for customers? These are things you can really dig into. And then you want to know, is it the same people? Do you have a certain type of customer who's reaching out to you and are they looking for the same types of things? These are opportunities to learn a lot about your customers very early on in your deployment of bots. The third of five metrics that Ilker recommends are conversation steps. So when he's talking about bots, he's got a much broader view. So if he's talking about maybe from a marketing or a sales perspective, maybe you're giving people information so that you can dig them deeper and deeper into your sales funnel. So in that case, it might be that you want more and more conversation steps. So maybe you want to keep higher conversations. For a digital customer support path, it seems like you'd probably want to keep these interaction steps low. You want to make sure that customers don't have to do too many back and forth volleys with your bot if they're not necessary. So be looking for those conversation steps. However, If you are doing activities like upselling or cross-selling, or if you have those really tricky in-depth troubleshooting steps, then know that you might have to have higher conversation step count for those types of interactions. So make sure you're looking at it by type of interactions. Then metric four of five that he recommends we have a look at is click-through rate. Now, you might not think about click-through rate from a digital customer support perspective, 
But think about this. If you're providing really white glove digital customer support to your customers and you're doing something that I recommend like answering the customer's question but then also giving them additional value on your interaction when it's appropriate, perhaps you've got a community forums thread that's going on and the customer, maybe like we talk about National Chewing Gum Company as an example, if you're a National Chewing Gum Company and someone reaches out to find out when this sweetheart tart flavor of gum is going to be available and how much longer they have to get the winterberry flavor of gum, then this is an opportunity to go ahead and answer their question, but also give them additional information. Maybe you're sending them a link to a community forum thread that's going on about people who have extra winterberry flavor gum or who are talking about, you know, buzz around the sweetheart tart flavor of gum that's coming out. This is additional information that's great for them. So if you're getting clicks on some of that information, you want to know if that's successful, if the customers like it, how they're responding to that. And also you might be sending clicks for private VIP areas. We just had Jim Gross from Telligent on episode 79 talking to us about private groups in Telligent community. So maybe you've got really great synergy going on between all your different channels and you're really treating these customers well. Paying attention to that click-through rate in those bots would be a really great metric for you to be capturing. So not normally something we look at very much in digital customer support necessarily, but it's going to become more relevant. The fifth of five metrics that Ilka recommends that we pay attention to are confusion triggers. Yes, this is a thing now, confusion triggers. What we mean by this is when you have error messages provided by your bot. Remember earlier in the episode, we were talking about how there are error messages. 64% of bots give error messages when problems occur. So if a customer is freeform typing something, whether it's an initial inquiry or a response to something that the bot has asked, it's possible the bot is not programmed to understand this. It doesn't know what the customer is trying to say and then it's not able to assist the customer. When the bot gets confused, these confusion triggers need to be captured and analyzed to understand why the bot got confused, what was the behavior of the bot when it was confused, how did this impact the customer, and then what did the customer do in order to overcome that situation. So confusion triggers are very important for you to be watching, I would say almost the most important thing so that you can understand what's working and what's not. Overall, what we know is that the best minds in social customer service, we're all telling everyone, you've got to be sure that you're very careful with deploying these bots and these flows out to your customers. Don't want to damage the brand. Don't want to damage their understanding of the social support channel or your digital support channel. If in trying to make things much easier for everyone, we actually make it much harder, even if it's for a short amount of time, this could really turn customers off to coming to get support in the digital channels. And they may just wind up calling you instead, which is what nobody wants. So make sure when you're deploying these bots, you are carefully selecting the use cases and the processes that you are putting behind the bots and the process flows so that you're not damaging your digital customer experience. Okay, so 
That is what we have for today about measuring chatbot success. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. And did you get concert tickets that you didn't really want over the holidays? Or did you get sports tickets when you really wanted theater tickets? Whatever happened, Ticket Liquidator can help because they buy or sell sports tickets, concert tickets, and theater tickets. So you can head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash episode 98, click the image for Ticket Liquidator, and sell your tickets you didn't want to exchange them for tickets that you do want. Okay, this has been Manic Monday, and make sure you tune in tomorrow for Tech Tuesday because this week is starting to shape up as a week where we are talking about new technological advances that are helping us be able to serve customers in the way that they want to be served today. So make sure you don't miss it. Tomorrow's guest is fantastic, and I think that you'll be just as excited about the technology that he's announcing as I was when I heard it. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.